What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA Show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? If you're hanging around in the back, mm -hmm. and I am beating a wrestler down in the ring, Brian's with me, right? Kerm is there too. Ben Cruz <laughs> handed me a chair. You get to come in, make the save, because your friends are all just off the wall heels right now. Okay, okay. You could make the save on any wrestler in the world. Who do you want to save? From the hands of your evil friends. Oh my gosh. All right. So, are you guys my evil friends in this We're the one? evil friends. You You're picking a real one. wrestler to make the save on. Who are we beating down? Oh, man. I, I, I would say the one person I would run to, to, to his aid, Too Cold Scorpio, in a, in a, wa in a, in a lock. <laughs> in a lock, you what? know? Oh, I would, man. I would love to, 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 to make the save for Flash Funk, like right before. You know what I mean? You guys are trying to compare it to my boy, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, the GOAT, a living legend. Oh, man. Nah, why? son. Brian, why are we beating down Flash Funk? Not like, on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> me and Kerm. I'm still trying to get me and Kerm beating down Flash Funk, though, or even The Rock. Like, come on, Kaz. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I would say. Like, that, that, that would be You're the real right. heat. That would be the sense. heel heat of all the people to beat up on our hero, our, our legend, Too Cold Scorpio, Flash Funk. The evil Brian Waters and Jonathan Kerma of all people <laughs> hit my music on his day. Boom. <laughs> Chair oh, shot for everybody, damn it. We got a big, shocking run-in save from a beatdown to cover. Wrestle Dream was last night. Uh, no Mercy was the night before. We got a lot to talk about. Let's start the show. So much wrestling. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening, you're to, listening to, to You're listening to And you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 
Welcome to the Mask Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, babe. How about yourself, bud? I feel good, man. I feel good. Yeah. This is one of those days you wake up and you're like, you didn't get quite enough sleep because of all the wrestling, but you still oh. feel kind of energized by all the wrestling, you know? Like, yeah, I, I didn't get enough sleep because of all the wrestling. The Jets turned the 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 Taylor Swift Bowl into an actual game. The God bless Zach Wilson. Uh, but yeah, a little later of a Sunday that I had anticipated. Uh, but on top of that, what a weekend of wrestling it was! Incredible. Got so a lot sing- to talk about. You were singing, uh, well, Adam Copeland's theme song. I guess we got to learn how to say Adam Copeland. That's gonna take a, a, a little. Get Brian, do you have it. like an air horn or something you can blow every time we say Edge? <laughs> yeah, I can. Throw <laughs> Oh, I love that. All right, there we go. How did he get away with having the rated R superstar and the theme music and not, and and Edge? Does WWE, they, they, I thought they like copyright and trademarked everything in the world. They they don't own any of that stuff? One would think, right? Like, it's it's such a, I don't even want to call it an oversight. Like, it was such a, a, a blatant sort of, it almost felt like they did it to be nice. Right? Yeah, no, like, maybe so. like that's that's how much like that's how obvious it seemed to me, right? Like not trademarking rated R superstar. Nah, you know, Metalingus isn't a uh CFO or Def Rebel or Jim yeah. Johnson in production. So I mean I felt like that was easier to get. It just Even seems though- like something the WWE lawyers could look into. Like we want to trademark this or we, you know, we, we want to have exclusive rights in the world of wrestling to this song and we'll give you some cash for it. Or something. I guess. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. It was way better the way it was. I say I'm I'm looking at my notes here. It says that actually the radar superstar could not be trademarked because that was that was Teddy Roosevelt's nickname. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm about to say, wait, what? I'm, really? so, uh, <laughs> I'm not a history buff, so you could have you could have you could have rolled with that for like two more beats, and I still yeah, wouldn't believe uh, it. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, so Edge, Edge, sorry, hit the air horn. Uh, Adam Copeland is now um, a member of the AEW roster. Uh, Adam Copeland came in at the end of Russell Dream last night to, uh, while his best friend Christian was about to take a about to do the concerto on Sting. Um Edge ran in. That was a good Sting's a good Sting's a good one to save. You know, oh, you yeah. get that you get that handshake from Sting at the end. That's all a lot of wrestlers could ever dream of. Um but yeah, so and that was that was right after Wayne turned on his buddy. So the Christian family, the Christian coalition, whatever we're gonna call this thing is uh is 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 growing. But Edge is not going to be a member of it. Adam Copeland mm-hmm. is not going to be a member of it. Um, what did you think on a scale of one to ten? How how uh, how exciting was that? Was that Edge? Sorry, Jesus. Oh, that's a Jesus. I got to give it a ten, and I'm I'm I've been wrestling with this question like all night long ever since uh, you know the the debut happened. I'm like. Is this the biggest debut in AEW history? No, but, uh, absolutely not. Is it CM, not? CM Punk was so was the biggest thing that ever that has happened in wrestling in the past ten years. I'll I'll say this. I'll say this. I agree with you. I believe that CM Punk's return to wrestling um, wasn't just consequential for wrestling, but like I think it was. It was the moment that AEW like officially marked themselves as like legit in my eyes a legit big deal, like yeah. a legit must see thing, but. I think there's a potential for Ed hit the horn, Adam Copeland to um, <laughs> uh, possibly be the biggest signing in AEW history. Now, sure. granted, 
Um, we spoke about this weeks ago when I was when we were just even you know spitballing the idea of you know uh, losing CM Punk and gaining Edge in your locker room, and I compared it to like, <laughs> damn Adam Copeland, <laughs> and I compared it to um, getting a, getting a, getting a new quarterback in the locker room, right? Like. Mm-hmm. When you got the incumbent that's been there, that's that's taking too many hits, that's taking too many sacks, the offensive line isn't blocking for them as hard as they used to, and they, you know they're not necessarily as sharp as they used to, and they're probably just out there just getting it done. Sometimes you need a new voice in that locker room, and I and I said aside from the fact that Edge can still go and he's a Hall of Famer and probably one of the most recognizable, <laughs> and Adam Copeland is one of the most recognizable wrestlers in uh in 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 professional wrestling. I just think his overall aura into that locker room is going to help lift up AEW, Um, especially since, you know, I would say this past summer, outside of the actual on the TV product, the actual matches, they needed uh, a boost, I think, uh, morally. And I think Edge gives them that in spades. I think as far as wrestling credentials go, he's probably more, he's definitely more accomplished than CM Punk, in in my opinion. Um, he's bigger than CM Punk, but just physically. So I think just match wise, I know we talked about this months ago as well. There's certain guys in WWE that are tall, but don't look huge. And then when Edge comes to the AEW with like standing next to like Darby <laughs> Allen and Nick, God damn it. When Adam <laughs> Copeland walks into AEW. It's a terrible idea. Go stands next to, <laughs> I kind of love it. Uh, stands next to uh, Darby Allen and Nick Wade. You see just how massive of a guy he is as oh, well. Yeah. So there's, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to jump out the window and say not even 24 hours after the debut is the biggest debut in AEW history, but it definitely has potential to, to pay dividends to it becoming one of the biggest signings in AEW history. I still have it below, in my opinion, Moxley and Punk. Uh, but Edge, it, Adam Copeland is as big <laughs> a free agent signing you can make. And I think it makes sense too, right? Like he said in the in the presser that um, you know, there's a whole bunch of people that he never got to really uh tangle with that even were in WWE at the time that he was. And granted, mm-hmm. with his injuries and the time off he's had, like it's surprising to hear that he's never been in the ring with a Claudio or a Moxley or you know a lot of these guys. So I think it was a, a big deal. And it was the shot in the arm I think AEW sorely needed after the all-in stuff, after losing Jade, uh, and, you know, to... It, it, it also just sort of correlates with Christian on this like all-time great run yeah, that he's having as well. Tear. So I think this is the exact shot in the arm AEW needed. And I give it a 10, man. Uh, it remains to be seen how big it is in the grand scheme of things, but I give it a 10 off, off for it. I'll just say this about that match. The, the, I mean, the, the debut was incredible. Uh, I was wholly, I mean, just like so absorbed. Um, that match going on last... You know, you might, I think a lot of people is in the show started to suspect when they saw the, you know, the order of when they, when they figured out was going on last, they started to suspect that ending. Although they did a great job of, of, you know, teasing away from it. You know, when he, when Christian started pulling up the, the, the ring and exposing the wood, then you're, then there's a moment where you're like, oh, is this why they went, went on last? It's not a big debut at the mm-hmm. end. I don't really know. I mean, that part was good, but the, 
if you had told me that Christian and Darby Allen were going to main event in a vacuum, like, and there was no chance of Ed- Edge coming out or anything like that, I would not have expected a match this good. Mm. That match was, they really, really met the moment. And brutal it was, match. It was, it was brutal, <laughs> and it was just so great. I mean, there's some times where, like, I know I could never be a wrestler for a million reasons, but there's something, sometimes just weird things just make me shake my head. Like, I can never do that. For the, In this match, it was Christian visibly exhausted and then he has to take the ring apart and he's like, <laughs> in, a, in a big hurry and then mm. start hitting moves on them. That, that was, uh, I mean, just impressive stuff. Super. But they, it was an incredible match and it was following an incredible card that contained at least two match of the year candidates uh, and, and I thought Darby and Christian, like I said, they met the moment. I mean, I don't know if you put that match on its own above uh, above Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. or above Swerve and Hangman. But I mean, do, do, but they, there were some there were some really, really good matches on this card. I mean, uh, this is what AEW does though, man. Like we, we, we uh, on a weekly basis, we'll get here, we'll talk about, you know, some of the storyline inconsistencies or sometimes, you know, the, the unfortunate stuff that happens backstage or whatever. But when it comes to shelling out that $50 to watch them put together a show, they've mm-hmm. got like a 98% success rate of being like, yeah, that was worth the 50 bucks. <laughs> right? Oh, like, yeah. you know, I, 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 unless it's like the show goes on too long and it's like one o'clock in the morning and then they haven't done that in a while. They've really gotten their timing down uh, in the past several pay-per-views. They always bring it when it comes to, to oh. massive shows. So, you know, you can't ever front on them about that. And last night was no different, bro. I mean, Christian, by God, I mean, I, I'll, I'm I'm going to toss this to you, Dave. Is he the king of swerves? Is he the guy who always will zig when everyone is expecting a zag, right? Like, Wait, what I do think, you mean? You will, so so I think of I think of you know the the rivalry with Chris Jericho and Trish oh, Stratus yeah. when Trish turns on him. Uh-huh. Uh, I think of you know the whole Edge and Christian saga uh, over sure. the years, and now this Nick Wayne thing, where you know I guess if you were paying attention, you could kind of see eventually, like yeah, man, like Darby Allen just sort of like forgave Ar Fox for no reason after <laughs> beat his ass. So, yeah. Uh, I would have made all the sense of the world while he'd be like, nah, fuck Darby Allen. But um, I can't front, man. Like, it, it, that was not just great wrestling, not just brutal entertainment wrestling, but I thought it was great storytelling also. I thought yeah. they helped advance that story. They had a big moment. I mean, Nick Wayne's mom did a great job really selling how distraught she was and Mm-hmm. Nick Wayne met the moment also. Like, I think he, what is he, 19, 18 years old? Yeah, he's young. Young as hell. But my God, imagine being in that moment. You're in your hometown, your first real pay-per-view in the main event, and you're surrounded by Edge, Sting, Christian, <laughs> Darby Allen. Like, that's yep. a lot. That says a lot of what they think about that kid and his potential. So, um, yeah, man, I, I I thought I was kind. Of, I ain't gonna hold you. I thought Nick Wayne was kind of boring for a minute, but like now I'm hooked. Now they they did something that got me into it. So, yep. um, that was that was that was tight, man. I loved it. Yeah, that was really cool. What did you like better, Danielson Saber Junior. or Swerve Hangman? Ooh, man, 
So I'm going to be 1 million percent honest. I'm not going to be able to grade this properly because Zach Sabre Jr., Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson was happening at the exact same time that Zach Wilson was playing the greatest, <laughs> the greatest football of his entire life. So I couldn't watch it in the moment and be like, and really, you know, react to the near falls and the near submissions without knowing who's going to win. Because I know who won before I went back and watched the match. Yeah. Uh, Swerve and Hangman, though. Um, I got to give it to Swerve and Hangman. I, I think the crowd, I ain't going to hold you. I did expect the the crowd to be a little bit more hostile towards Hangman. I think he really tried to turn it on him and play a little bit of heel. So I thought that was really well done. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I've said it leading up to the show. I thought that that had potential to be the main event because I think this was uh, an opportunity to really make Swerve. Oh, and they, did. they absolutely did. Yeah, like he came out he he looked huge like he put on some weight and um man he has in my opinion established himself as a main event player in AEW and uh you know he's got one of the most over acts in the company the match itself delivered as well. Now, as far as Sabre Jr. and Danny Bryan go, Brian, Brian Danielson goes, why am I calling? I've never called him Danny Bryan on the show. I'm going to call him that now. As far as Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. is concerned, that was a match that I expected to be an instant classic. You know? Yeah. Like, that mm -hmm. was a match that I had high, high, high expectations well, everybody for. Did. And they managed to keep it interesting. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a match that can live up to expectations and not necessarily be like interesting in the moment, like moment by moment, you know? And mm -hmm. it was, man, They that was so much fun to watch. That was the years and years ago, I talked to Danielson and he was talking to me about how wrestling's a, I mean, speaking my language, obviously, but talking about how like wrestling's a variety show, yep. you know, and people, when, when everyone was like, there should be more Daniel, Brian, da da Daniel Bryan's in the world. And he was like, no, I, Kane has to be there. Or like Big Show has to be there. Or like people don't appreciate me as much. That was his, his act in the variety show, I mean, yep. just uh, to the nth degree. It was so incredible. Zack Sabre Jr. has obviously been an elite, elite wrestler for a long time. Um, although there's probably a lot of people for whom this was, you know, one of their first times seeing him in a big match start to finish if you only watch American wrestling. Um, and he's reached new levels too, you know, I mean, compared to, I mean, just think about it. When, when he was a, did, did the Cruiserweight Classic a million years ago, yeah. it seemed like, oh, he was a given. Like, like WWE's got to grab this guy. And then he went to Japan. and um, He's very similar to Danielson in a lot of different ways. But even just physically, you know, he's just sort of like, like grown into his body a little bit and just kind of, and is just become this really legit guy uh, that anybody could watch and just say, that's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And, I don't know, man. That match was just, just amazing. But for it me, felt like I, sport. It felt yeah. like sport. That that's the only way you could say about that match. Like, well, and sometimes you see people do all those sequences, all the bridging sequences. As somebody on Reddit said, that match had more bridges than Madison County. But the but the the <laughs> the, the, the match had. The, you see that kind of stuff a lot, and you can like it and appreciate it. And, and you know, when you when it's done, if if it's Danielson versus fill in the blank, you know, but it doesn't have the same weight. It doesn't have the same legitimacy it doesn't have the same sort of it's it's not as good as when he is when both guys are on that same level yeah they're it, both it, they're both cerebral enough to let you know what counters make sense because they're the only people that would know the counters to certain moves right mm, like yeah so it, it, when you're watching it it's almost like 
if you ever watch a UFC fight and you're kind of a novice and you're just like waiting for a knockout, but you know, more often than not, UFC fights go to distance or go like five, four rounds and you got to watch the intricacies of what counters a triangle choke, what counters a, Mm -hmm. a, you know, certain grappling moves and stuff like that. But, you know, with the, because we're in the world of sports entertainment, professional wrestling, like those things are a little bit more exaggerated. So it's like, look at this incredible reversal. Look at this incredible counter. Look at this bridge. Look at this. Look at that. And it's such an exaggerated version of like a five round UFC. Let's go to the judges and see who won this fight sort of match. Right. Like that probably could have been the only thing. That that could have made this even doper is if like it was just a no contest and they went to, to judges at the end yeah. of it because it was that razor thin of a margin that it, it, it took to win. But I I really enjoyed that match. I wish I got to see it in the moment. I mean Zach Wilson, Taylor Swift, Patrick Mahomes right down the street at MetLife Stadium. I'll probably never see. I'll never see Zach Wilson play that good quarterback again in my life. Probably God bless it, but. Uh, I'm glad I got to go see it in the, in, in the you know, in, in reverse. And I thought it was an incredible match. But if you're asking me, Swerve Hangman. Yeah, was, I think I'm there too. Swerve Hangman might have been my favorite. I mean, this is, it was just right in my wheelhouse. That might have been, that might have been my favorite. Like, I don't know, is that the, the non, uh, the match of the year, non-title match category so far? I mean, it was just incredible, man. I loved every moment of that match. And talking about making it real. I mean, it was so, I mean, to have, like you said, if Swerve came out, I mean, I wasn't expecting him to be that kind of, get that kind of hometown reaction. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We talked about some a little last week, although he was, you know, the indie scene up there for years and years and years. Nana is obviously super Come on over. now. Hangman. Come on, Dave. I know you got it at this Hang- point. It's <laughs> our third week trying it. You got to hit at least I one do. of these. Just <laughs> one of these. All you right, can do we it. got it. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, That's what we needed. <laughs> but Hangman, no, you, you, yeah. You can do you can do the dancing thing. I'll just say I'll just say you're looking like uh, like in, emo hangman while the whole crowd boos me. Uh, I was it, hoping, yo, what was the keys? Like I was thinking, if he's not getting Cena level one night stand where he just has the hands up, just walking through the crowd. Yeah. That's that is the that is the coup de gras of you're in enemy territory here. Uh. You know, and I love those matches too. But I, Seattle could have brought it a little more. I think they were saving themselves for the for the for the main course for the finale. There are some guys who who sell too well. You know, like so there are some guys who like you you just, you don't want them to take the big bump because you're gonna believe that they're paralyzed for five minutes or something. Right. You know, there's some guys that are just too good at it. Hangman, I think, is officially in the category of like selling 
sadness too well. You know, not in, I mean, he's great at telling injury too, but he looked like so he looked like so hurt by the by the hangman sucks chance. You know, like he was just like mystified by them. It was like it was like when the rock was getting booed at the Royal Rumble. Like it was like he was I don't know. It was it was too sad for me sometimes. But um this was totally the right play. I mean, I was so glad to see Swerve go over. Hangman gets a little sadness reboot. You know, maybe he can get a little sadness you know, reboot. <laughs> get a little edge, no pun intended, to his character hmm. now. I mean, they've tried it with him before, but this was these two had such good chemistry. There were so many just like really just cool spots in the match. Um, I say it all the time, man. Like Hangman Page is an incredible performer. I think that goes without saying, but I truly believe Swerve Strickland is one of the most brilliant in-ring wrestlers we currently have. He's amazing. In, in, in he's amazing. Like he's just he's just so precise with everything he does. I don't think he gets enough credit uh with just you know, uh, he's and I don't know why like he has this he has the indie street cred. He's done WWE, he's wrestled everywhere. He's won titles everywhere he's been at. And now he's operating at a level where it's all seemingly coming together mm-hmm. at the same time. And um I love I love seeing wrestlers in that moment. I love seeing professionals when, you know, all of like the little pieces are coming together yes. right before they hit that crescendo of their career where it's like, okay, now this person is established. It's hard to get, it's hard to get up to main event level status. But once you get there and you have the in-ring talent and the outring thing that gets people excited, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, staying there is, is really the hardest part. So I love this part in between that. When it's like it's the rise, and yeah. he is nailing it with every single performance. Uh, I'm really excited to see where they go from here because I think everybody knew he said it himself in the in the performance leading up to this. Like this victory is going to put me into the main event scene. It should put me into the main event scene. I want your spot. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes from here, man. But I thought he absolutely crushed it last night. He was awesome. Oh, just so great. Just, I mean, just, just a top to bottom performance. Yeah. Um. I mean, listen, this was his home crowd, but you know, like every pro wrestling crowd wants to be the cool crowd now, right? So, like that, that whose house that whose house is going to start getting baby face reactions every single time he comes. Oh out. yeah. Oh yeah. Got to be careful if he wants to stay heel. Um, I mean that and, and Nana. I mean that's a that's a tough combination while you're still trying to be an evil person. But that's that's the great thing about Swerve, man. I know that I know the dude very personally. And I could tell you, man, like his greatest attribute is that he's a hater, bro. Like he's just like yeah. he just finds reasons to just stay motivated by just but not not hating on people, but like he's, you know, he's the one I, I forgot the actual quote, but it's like, you know, I wake up every day and, and you know, I try to make an enemy every day or something mm-hmm. like that, right? And it's just, Yeah. I mean, and but let's not sell hangman short here. Yeah. Uh he was so good in this match. There's something about his, it's, you know, the buckshot is sort of like the pedigree in the sense that it's, it's better as a move that misses than a move that hits. Mm. Like mm-hmm. just like when, when he, cause it's, there's such a windup, you know, he goes over the top rope and if you can block it, like Swerve did a couple of times that like, that's, it, it just has so much gravity, you know, it just feels, it's like such a, it's, it makes such a moment. Yeah. And, um, and, I mean, he was just, he was so great in this match. When Swerve did that off the top rope to the ring apron when he was getting medical attention, like the big stomp, like I really thought Hangman was hurt. 
because yeah. of Hangman. You know, yeah. like he was, j- he's just so good. He's so, he's so good at selling, and his offense was on point too. I mean, there was we we were going into the you know last act of this. I was like, I kind of thought Hangman was going to win for a while. You know, because well, I mean, obviously that's like a meta sort of booking consideration, but I, I wouldn't have been that mad about it. This was absolutely the right move. Yeah, it was because Swerve isn't because Swerve can you know it's you know it has spoken his way into the main event now. I don't know how you get him in there with MJF holding the title, um, but I mean that's a match I would love to see. I guess it depends on whether or not <laughs> Adam Cole is really hurt. Uh, I guess he is. According to all things, despite my insistence that this was all a work, it looks like Adam Cole is really hurt. But listen, yeah. I think we have we have a we have an AEW International Champion who. Who knows how long he's going to hold that title? I mean, the MJF storyline with with Jay White seems to be in in, in full motion. Um, I think there's ways to get him into main event status without necessarily taking the title off of MJF right away, or at least challenging for it. Uh, but it's going to be really interesting where they take him from here. You know, maybe they run it back with Hangman one more time. Uh, but uh, I, I try and get some gold on him sooner rather than later. If I was, if I was, I think so too. I mean, they already did the four pillars thing, which was a little bit of a fizzle, all things considered, compared to everything else. How does that look in hindsight? (laughs) Well, no, I mean, but whatever, they did it. MJF is where he is now, so I don't think you can't really just like kill it. But maybe you do. I mean, maybe you get Swerve and Switchblade involved. You got two guys with like big crews; they can, you know, overwhelm one MJF. Mm. Maybe you do some sort of triple threat or not triple threat, but just sort of like competing people competing for that number one spot. And then you sort of, you know, you're sort of calling your shot a little bit. You're picking your new pillars on the Mm. fly. You know, like these are the, these are the three or four guys who are really going to matter for the next year. Um, And obviously hangman's in that conversation too. I mean, that's sort of the beauty of this match. If hangman wins, then you go hangman MJF. Okay. Well, you know, what does swerve do? But, Heyman just sort of built into this. He can he can earn his way back into that you know top tier without too much difficulty. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're t- sitting here talking like these are the only guys in the top tier of, of of AEW. I mean, we have most of their real main event scene was off doing other stuff last night. You know, I mean, we got um, we got the the triple threat match. Uh, sorry, not the triple threat match. The trios match um, with uh, uh, Omega Jericho and Ibushi and Ibushi, yeah, versus the Callis family. Um, and then John Moxley, who's obviously like, you know, yo, low key MVP of last night, right? <laughs> like he was, he was that, hilarious on commentary. He was great. I mean, that, he's that, just that, like that, me. He I watches wrestling just like I watch wrestling. Yeah. And I'm just like, mm, this is why oh, we he's shot got you a future. Out he's got a future show. on the mic. If he wants it, uh, I, I'll, so, I, I'll know. I'll know. Yeah. He, he was cursing up a storm. I think a rest, I think a Moxley podcast would be heat though. Yeah, I'd, I'd listen the hell out of that. That booth was getting really full. I mean, it was we're bordering on like Fox pregame show territory. There, there was just like there were there were the folks whose like sole job was just to yell. You know, Jake Glazer was about to yeah. come out of nowhere and just be like, "Well, Swerve Strickland is active for tonight at Seattle." Um, but yeah, he was great. I mean, I liked what everybody contributed. It was a sort of orchestrated madness, you know, mm. for, for during that whole thing. But yeah, uh, the the triple threat was. Uh, I keep saying triple threat. The trios match was a lot of fun. I mean, I really liked that. It was a little bit sloppy. It felt like um, Kenny Omega can't get a dub, man. I think that's no, the story. Can't get it, a dub. It felt like a like a you know makeshift six man or tag match from like an old, the old territory days, where it's just like we're just kind of putting a lot of the putting 
you know, a lot of your, it's exactly what it was. Put a lot of your favorites in the ring together. These like these three good guys have to team up to take on the three mm-hmm. bad guys. And, mm-hmm. and the match was structured that, you know, once you sort of put all the, the, the immovable, immutable pieces into the match, you know, you got your hope spot, you got your heat mode, you know, your big moment for each person and whatever, then that's it. everything else is just a little bit of a mess, a little bit of, you know, just wild punches to get you to the next thing. Cause we got to hit all these beats and then get out. Um, and it felt a little bit sloppy, not sloppy, like it, like they didn't do it right. A little bit messy, you know, just a little bit harebrained or something. But, but it was, I mean, that was, a it, that was good for it was exactly what it needed to be. Um, FTR beat Aussie open and the Bucks won that multi-team match to set up a, another confrontation, I guess, between the Bucks and FTR seems a little bit soon, but who knows? Let's just do it one more time and say, we're never going to do it again. Tell that <laughs> lie. Um, <laughs> Uh, Ricky Starks won his match against Wheeler Yuta. I mean, that first, that was a good match, but talk about being in a rough spot. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> being yeah. sandwiched between Swerve Hang- Hangman and, uh, and Danielson Saber. Like, it just that was, that was, you know, not an ideal place to be. Um, Statlander over Julia Hart. I might have gone the other way. By the way, just totally, appro- I mean, unnecessary advice from me. If Julia Hart is going to do that tree of woe spooky pose that she did in this match, if that's going to be a thing, she should paint her, do some of that weird Jeff Hardy face paint where like you can't understand what her face paint is until she's hanging upside down. You know, like give her some like eyes on like eyes below her eyes or something. So she's upside down. Then suddenly you're like, Oh, what's the other face? You know, like, <laughs> like give her something like that. Um, that match is a lot of fun. Hearts past like we've said past month or two has been just ridiculously cool and and you know that match was fun too uh kingston over shibata i mean shibata's a god and kingston you know gave him the respect he deserves but shibata's one of shibata's like the last like indie band or something like he's the <laughs> one superstar from japan that somehow is never going to get the pop he deserves yeah. in america or whatever i mean you know it's just it's i don't know i don't know that i was just sort of Focused on that the whole time, but cool moment for him. And MJF won his tag match uh, solo. I don't know. There's too many things floating around with this. I guess did the kingdom take the tag belt somehow? How how do we? What do we, I don't know how we move forward from this. Um, it was a weird. MJF took a picture with Sean Kemp backstage. Did you see that? He got the yeah. Sonics jersey. Shout out Sean Kemp, legend. I'm glad. I'm glad he's still with us, man. It was it was sketchy for a couple of years, bro. I'm yeah. glad he's he, he looked healthy too. So. Yeah, it shout out him. It, it, no, never mind. Um, I was about to say, didn't he shoot? Didn't he like bust, like shoot a guy the other day, like, a couple months ago? In self defense. In self defense. Yeah, there was a self defense. Yes, it looked kind of bad for a while. I might it did have look bad. I, I have not until, done that until like I'm context not- came out. Like several hours later, it was like, oh no, nah, he was like defending himself. They showed like the whole video. And yeah, it was like in a parking lot or something. Yeah, though, right. I saw yeah, that. Okay. But oh, the the most beloved team. That well, because they don't exist anymore. Yeah, that's the that don't exist anymore. Like I would say they, so. And on top of that, like the Pacific Northwest is a, just like a great basketball area. In, in period, mm-hmm. like they just they just churn out tons of NBA play. I don't want to say tons, but they they've put out like a, a a bunch of probably the most influential NBA players of the last several years in the Pacific Northwest. And they don't have yeah. an NBA team, so I could see why they're they are an extremely uh, beloved franchise, even though they don't exist anymore. But, I mean, on top of that, Sonics was just a cool name for an NBA team, man. Oh, we, don't got those, we don't got those no more, man. It was good. Yeah. Uh, but shout out Sean Kemp. That was dope. Uh, in, the, in the old key arena, MJF getting the win. But, man, it was... I said it a couple weeks ago, uh, and, and I'm going to say it now, man. AW 
is definitely catching their stride again. There was definitely a few shaky months um, this year, I'll say. But, you know, uh, I would say the addition of Adam Copeland, uh, the last three pay-per-views were all really good. And, um, man, now they have their, their brand new era of their company. The 200th episode is this Wednesday. And they are going to have a bunch of new dance partners to play with. There's still possibilities of other people possibly joining AEW in the near future that, that we've heard of. Uh, but it, it, all that being said, man, I'm glad that they've had the good news week that they've had this week, man. Like, I don't think anybody wants to see... The Rated uh, R era has yes. officially begun. Is this, this was the era that Tony Khan was talking about. I see, I see. I don't know how you go really a rated R, how you say it's a rated R era without the implication of that, you know, the follow-through, but whatever. Maybe see, it is. The, maybe, maybe they like, don't want to false... Can I quibble? I mean, listen, of they course, already, Edge... They already say, like, the the tier two curses on their show, so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is kind of rated R, I guess. Well, let, let me ask you this, though. I mean, Edge and Christian, they're lifelong friends. This is the story you have to tell, of course. If Edge is coming in as a savior for the company, is Christian the main match we want to see? Is that the feud that we care about? I mean, should we, if I Edge disagree. is coming in, huh? I disagree. I think I, I think a lot of people want to see Edge and Christian together. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I do too. I, I I don't know. I mean, part of me wonders if you don't just do Edge. Yeah, just just go all in on like Edge Omega right off the right off the bat. Right. You know, just like give us like some Edge like. Like, let's make Edge our super, our, our main dude, or like one of the main dudes, and not like, and we all love what Christian's doing. We all love, we like, I mean, and I, and that'll happen at some point down the line, but I don't know. It just sort of, it feels like if this is a rated R your whistle, era, bro. Huh? Luchasaurus ain't wetting your whistle, bro. For the yeah, first do we match. really need to waste our time? What, do we really need to spend one of Edge's remaining 20 <laughs> matches with like Lucha? He has to beat Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne to get to Christian, you know? Like, I don't know. I'll feel you. I'll feel you. I probably would have I probably would have waited. I would have given it the Daniel Bryan treatment and just been like for off off rip, Kenny versus yeah. Bryan at Grand Slam. Boom. Yeah. Have him stand there for two minutes, have people go crazy, right? I don't think yeah. you're gonna get the same effect with uh Edge versus <sighs> Adam Copeland versus uh Luchasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> uh but I mean, hell, oh, great great spot for Luchasaurus to be in though, because no, he's but, been awesome. And, and you know what, by the way, AW always Overcomes the, whatever odds I put against it in these situations. Whenever I'm just like, maybe that's not the right booking decision. They, they, it's they. Tony Khan always builds it, builds it. You know, they, they they'll get through this. They'll put him in the right spot, and He's it will have it. been worth the, the the journey will have been worth it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't. You know. Well, don't, say, don't listen well, to me. As on the, on the press conference, he was adamant about being there every week and saying, you know, how, you know, he wanted to do more at WWE, and they're pretty much like, uh, we're good. And, you know, he wants to be somewhere where he's on TV every single week. He wants to be somewhere where, you know, they, they got three, three wrestling shows yeah. uh, on national television every week. You know, Adam Copeland said he, he wants to wrestle every week. He's going to be on Dynamite this week for Dynamite 200. He's going to be on Collision next week. Going, uh, I'm assuming head to head with Fastlane at the, at the same time, which is mm-hmm. always a tough spot. But, you know, that's. That's what you bring him in there for, man. Like, you know, AEW probably spent uh, got a ton of money spent on it for this, um, you know, collision time slot. And a lot of times they're going to have to go head up with 
a WWE premium live event. So it seems to me like, yes, starting with uh, a a lineup or a matchup against Luchasaurus isn't the thing that's going to make people jump out their seats. But um, it looks like it's it's just the first domino to fall. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be just more things coming up. As the uh, as as the weeks come on ahead, man, he wants to be. I guess he wants to be a main player. I think he wants to. I honestly think he wants to play the position that CM Punk played, but you know, without the backstage so, altercations. Dude, I guess. Like, I would. I think he slides right into that position. That where like the on the where on the scale of just incredible wrestling stories would Edge getting into a backstage fist fight this week rank? <laughs> At some point, it's like, yo, listen. If Matt and Nick and Kenny messed this up, maybe Punk was right along. Nah, um, nah, man. Like Adam Copeland is like the most friendliest guy. Like I've had like a handful of interactions with him. Uh, most of them happened while he was not cleared, and I got to meet him at the Royal Rumble, the the one that he came back at the same day Kobe Bryant died. I'll never forget it. Met him at the hotel, and you know when he came to the hotel. You know, a lot of people, I'm assuming, didn't know he was coming back. And it was like, everybody went to go kiss the ring. And he was super gracious and super happy. And everybody who's talked to him has always talked about him, has always said, that's just Adam, man. He's just always in a good mood. He's just always a positive mindset. Like, you know, he already has very good relationships with people in AEW in addition to FTR and other guys like that. So... You know, I said this weeks ago, but you can't put a number or you can't really properly put into context how important having a guy like Adam Copeland is in your locker room, oh, especially yeah. given what's just happened with, with you know, Punk in the past several years. Not saying, you know, it was a even switch, but there's you could hardly do worse than, you know, getting that guy in your locker room after everything no, that's happened in the past listen, year. Listen, you're absolutely right. There's only so much that you can do as the owner, as the booker, like whatever, the, you know, as Tony Khan. Yeah. Pep top your, your locker room into a better headspace. You know, you can go out there and put on good show after good show and then hopefully it all trickles up or whatever or trickles down. But the, but what you can do is is rebuild, you know, is build the, the roster in a certain way. And you see mm. that in pro sports all the time. It's like at some point you reach a point where you're like, we're only we're only signing like good dudes. Yeah. You know, we're only signing, you know, like motivational speaker dudes. We're only like like good everybody likes them dudes. And are they, are you know, they in these, their, uh, their Larry Brown era where they're just like, we, we're going to sign people that play the right way. Well, I'm not doing anything the Larry Brown way. All right. Like Larry Brown is a great PR agent, but is like one of the all time basketball, basketball monsters. You yeah. say basketball 20 years back and smoked by Argentina and Spain. Larry like, yeah. Brown was always out there saying, like, like like talking to GMs when they like when they still had a coach employed. He got there and probably like, listen, I'll never like, I would never talk to a GM. I would never mm-hmm. talk to and it was one of my coaching brethren who was still employed there. And then he gets hired 45 minutes after they fired. <laughs> the other guy um anyway larry brown one of the greats, <laughs> one of the uh, greats. The, yeah but no it's it, yeah you, i mean what you can do is you can hire folks like edge i mean who've got a million different kinds of upside and and you can you know you can make the locker room a happy place the one thing you can really sell if you're like there's you know if you're if you're running a company you can either sell this is the coolest place to be which was like the moment they signed Punk, it was. It had all the hype, it had whatever. But then at some point, 
if you're not beating WWE and like ratings and stuff, that starts to take a hit. But you can so in that that's that's those are choppy waters to try to to try to sail in. What you can do is be like, this is the happiest place to be. You know, yeah. you you come out and it's like, you know, it's it's you know five or ten thousand people in the arena. It's not as big necessarily as WWE, but man, it hits different. You know, you yeah, go I back. Think, I think the there big... was video of, of of FDR waiting at the in the literally in the wings when Edge came backstage and giving him the big double bear hug. You know, mm. like that that like you can make you can make your wrestling company the place that everybody wants to be if they just don't, if they want to be happy, you know? And that's, that's a big, that's, you know, maybe this is a step in that direction. I think a big understated, and you, and you kind of touched on it just now. I, I think a big understated part of Edge coming in, not just for who he is, but at the time he does, is I low key think that like the pressure's off AEW now. Like I think when Punk came in, like the pressure was so high. He'd been gone for so long. The hype was so high. Mm-hmm. I think there was so many people that truly believed CM Punk was going to be the reason AEW overtook WWE yeah. in popularity. Yeah. And I just think, you know, with everything that's happened in the past several years uh, and, and most recently in the past several months, I think that expectation has been tempered a little bit. And that's fine. That's actually more than okay. I think that pressure being off of that locker room and that TV show can now just allow them to just have good TV. And I'm not the biggest ratings guy, but it speaks a lot that, you know, they took a hit for maybe two weeks, I want to say, after the punk thing. Yeah. And they've managed to bounce back pretty reasonably yeah. uh, since then. Well, so no, you're 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 totally right. It's, yeah. I mean, that's I I think they're they're fine now. And the what's the problem? I mean, you just got edge. You just got the biggest free agent after WWE's last week, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest free agent. <laughs> the biggest free agent this week. Well, no, who yeah. knows? Who knows what's going to change in the next month? Man. I don't know who we're going to be thinking about next week, but I'm uh, sure there'll be somebody. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything's going to be interesting in the next couple of days, but if it is, I'll we'll, say. we'll be talking about it. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You mentioned Fastlane. We're going to do our old Fastlane breakdown on... on uh on Thursday, on the Thursday show. Um, but John Cena's got a tag team partner. His name is LA Knight. That's right. What do you think? Do you think, do you, do you like John Cena's fake surprised face when LA Knight grabbed the, 
grabbed the contract and signed his name to it. Man, Cena put him over like Rover, bro. Like yeah. he react, he reacted to like he reacted to LA Knight the way the rest of America reacted to Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yo, like, yeah, yeah, I love LA Knight, but like, you know, t- take it down a notch, John. Nah, he put him over crazy, uh, made it the big deal that it is. Um, I don't know where we rank the LA Knight drop as far as great wrestling entrance pops, uh, but it's climbing. It's not, yeah. it's not quite glass shattering it's not quite if oh, you smell no. it's not quite oh, like the, the opera and the the tribal chief song but the la night you know is it with bigger the than you think you know me <laughs> you think you know him honestly yeah. um it's 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 climbing those pops every time he comes out man and i small note i don't know if this was done on purpose or not but kevin patrick called that like fall away jumping neck breaker the BFT and I hope that's what he transitions the BFT into now because it's a little bit more cleaner and smoother and you could hit it like a little quicker uh-huh. whereas you know, I didn't catch that that's weird. yeah like he did like a he did basically like an RKO just backwards uh-huh. and it, it was so quick and, and efficient he did it in the Tims that I was like just make that the BFT, right? Like the whole kick to the stomach and do like the Stone Cold Stunner setup, but like drop you on just physics wise. That just doesn't. Yeah, I don't think, it's always, I don't think there's it always you, a hitch in it. Yeah, there's always right. a hitch in it. Right. But this felt just a, a little easier. But, you know, I think the biggest story now is LA Knight is firmly in the crosshairs of the bloodline. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of folks, me included, probably expected AJ Styles to be in the spot to eventually yeah. set up, you know, when AJ Styles Roman Reigns title storyline when he comes back in October. But it's looking more clear to me that LA Knight is probably getting shotgunned right into that situation. And I think he'll probably be the one, you know, facing off against the tribal chief, whether it's in, you know, Saudi Arabia or the next pay-per-view or anything like that. Um, is it going to be too soon? Is it is it possible that it's too soon? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I think it's too soon. I, I love LA Knight, bro. I love LA Knight. But I personally believe if you shotgun him into a storyline with Roman Reigns right now in the next month, I think you might be doing him a disservice in the long run. I think you might end up cooling him off more than, you know, you're helping him out. Uh, you don't see any way or any rhyme or reason that LA Knight would go over Roman Reigns for the undisputed title. Yeah. And it's only going to... Well, that's sort of the problem with having an undefeatable champion like Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, you know, he'll get the the dope sort of like couple of weeks on TV where they're sharing the same screen time and obviously his his profile is going to be larger than it's probably ever been just working with Roman uh, if that's what's, what's coming down the pipeline. But... Yeah. I have a feeling, man, they might be, it might be a mistake. Like, I think there's other titles that he can help elevate. I think what made guys that he's been inspired by, like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and all these other guys so special is that they work their way up to world title, you know, uh, uh, situations, right? The Rock had a great run as the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, If Stone Cold didn't break his neck uh, wrestling with Owen Hart, uh, but he 
they had an Intercontinental Championship run before all that type of stuff. You know, I think there's great opportunities there with the U.S. title if you figure out what's going on with Ray and 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 Santos and those guys. I think there's uh-huh. even better opportunities there with Gunther maybe at Survivor Series or something like that or, or anything somewhere down the line. But I think you run the risk of you run the risk of John Cena John Cena-ing L.A. Knight if you shotgun shotgun him into the world title picture so quickly. Does tag team, putting him in a tag team with John Cena make the John Cena-ing even uh, even more uh, potential uh, more possible? I, I would think so. I think I think you run the risk of fans turning on him, right? Like I think you know as as much as he's as charismatic as he is. The one thing fans don't like is when, you know, certain people get shot so quickly, force especially force-fed yeah. down your throat. And there's 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 a there's a danger there if you do it too quickly. Now, sure. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They've been extremely patient with so many title runs and so many people. So well, they've, they've been, you know, they they held out on us with LA Knight for so long. They held out on Cody. They're still holding out on Cody, right? So, like, yeah. they've had hella patience with a lot of people, but I just believe uh, there's there's a chance you might end up hurting LA Knight in the long run if you throw him in there with the big dog uh, sooner than he has to be. Yeah. I think if it's, if it's a Royal Rumble match, like, if it's LA Knight versus Roman at the Royal Rumble in January, I'll, I'll be on board with that. But anytime before then, I, I just don't think it, it doesn't. I don't think it's the best idea, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried, but you know. What do you think? That's part of the tension. <laughs> uh, there was something about that him coming out and signing the contract, that whole run in. Like, I was excited to see him come out. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be worth it. I'm not complaining now. Seeing him, you know, the first time he goes nose to nose with Roman Reigns is going to be the hugest moment going to feel oh, so yeah. good. We got his wrestling fans sort of give away. Let, let it go those, a little bit. All those memes on social media of the WrestleMania X7 video package of the Rockets though, cold facing mm-hmm. off. Yeah. They're going to do all those remakes with Roman exactly. Reigns and LA Knight. Like, it's going to be great. Granted, obviously, but I'm, I'm thinking long term. I'm just thinking... No, know, no, I, may- that's why I asked the question, dude. That's why I asked. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, and Cena's, you know... Cena and AJ made a certain amount of sense, right? This is just like two big baby faces against these two heels that are on the... And and also, in that structure, with Solo and Jimmy, I mean, Solo and Jimmy are on the come up, right? I mean, Jimmy, we got to figure out what we're going to do with Jimmy as, you know, in, in his now Solo Uso on SmackDown role. And Solo's obviously on the ascent. Uh, it makes a certain amount of sense. They get to go over on AJ and John Cena, even if they lose the match, they get to look good in the process. But now we have LA Knight too. You got everybody's headed in the same direction, except for Cena, who's, you know, doesn't really have anywhere upward to go. Mm. But at the same time, when you're calling him the greatest of all time, repeatedly, like you can't say his name without saying the greatest of all time. Um, he's kind of got to, you know, keep a, his win-loss record on the you know, on the positive too, right? Or else he doesn't he stop being the greatest of all time at some point? So I don't know. Anyway, I'm excited for this match. Fastlane's <laughs> card is, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, and could potentially be two hours shorter than Wrestle Dream. So, you know, if you're into shorter shows, uh, that's good for you. Let's talk about the WWE pay-per-view that did happen this weekend. Not pay-per-view mm. is not the right word, but special, whatever. PLE. Uh, NXT No Mercy. We got a few minutes to talk about this before we got to get out of here. But let's start at the top. Uh, and we can just talk about the stuff we really want to talk about. 
Um, Becky Lynch defeated Tiffany Stratton in a hell of an mm. Extreme Rules match. I love a good Extreme Rules, anything goes, whatever type match where one person comes in and like the Dusty Rhodes jeans with knee pads on the outside <laughs> and the other person just wearing the briefs. This was the women's equivalent of that, right? Becky is like, it, Becky's dressed to just get messy. Yeah. And Stratton's just out there in her regular clothes. Like it was just perfect right from the start. Um, your 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 Tiffany Stratton stock is looking like Microsoft right now, bro. Like it's she's it's, too good. She's, she's actually too good. maybe too good. Yeah, like she's 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 disturbingly good at this. So she's soon. gonna be. I maintain. I really gotta go back and do the research on this, but I I have maintained this might be a conspiracy theory. There was one Shelton Benjamin match where he was doing like a run up the ladder and a ladder match. Some just one of those insane money show in the bank? spots. I think it was one of the first money in the bank. But there was matches. one where he missed the spot and I swear he was never the same again. Like he was just a minor flub, but it's like, you know, he's like a fastball pitcher. It's like as soon as it didn't work, then now he's in his own head. Mm. And that was that was during his first run that I'm talking about. I, don't know, I have to go back and watch the tape. I'm probably imagining it. But okay. I but I worry about this with Tiffany Stratton. When you can do the stuff that she does, she did that like swanton off the top rope to the outside through the table, like whatever. Like she makes it look so easy that one day she's gonna miss one of these. Not get hurt. I'm not worried about her safety. I'm not even letting my mind go there. Right. But as soon as something like a triple jump moonsault just doesn't hit just right, then she's in her head. I worry that she's too good that she's gonna have that. She's gonna she's she's susceptible to the yips or something. That would be my concern. But she is so good. She's Man. so good. And this match was so much fun. She and Becky have such great, like, antic chemistry. It was just so fun from top to bottom. The stuff outside the ring was just devastating looking. And the stuff inside the ring was just absolutely crazy. Going all the way through to the manhandle onto the chairs. Mm. Stratton took it like she's freaking Darby Allen, like determined to break her neck in the match. It was that was a hell of a match, man. I mean, Tiffany Stratton, I feel like if you shoved her off of a 20-foot ladder, she would like float for three seconds and then land on her feet. <laughs> like that's <laughs> how like that's how graceful I think she is. The uh, you know, the double the the back handspring into the elbow through the barricade was nuts. Uh. The triple jump moonsault was always nuts. The swanton out to the ring into the table was nuts. Like she gets such airtime and is like great, like the gracefulness and the balance that she has is like a combination that I don't think I've seen. I mean, gosh, like I, I'm just thinking of like any, like EO Sky is probably the only thing I could compare it to as far oh, as that's a like, really good comp for someone who just does stuff that you can't quite understand as you're yes, watching it. Yes. Yeah. Just like just the grace of how she could do these things and the fearlessness is is just incredible to watch. But on top of that, like she's the total package, man. She's tough as shit. She's um, you know, she 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 got bloodied the hard way, you know. She put on a hell of a match with Becky Lynch. And we shouldn't and not to take I know this is the Tiffany Stratton appreciation hour right now, but man, I mean, you gotta give it to Becky Lynch. She's kind of oh. on a run right now. In My the same God. vein. In the same vein we were just talking about Christian, where it's like somebody who's kind of done it all already is finding a new gear, a new stride yep. in their career. And just this month alone, you have an incredible match with Zoe Stark, incredible match with Trish Stratus, two instant classics with Tiffany Stratton. And um, 
I'm glad she retained. I'm glad she retained because it seems like she's going to stick around NXT for a little bit, still bring it on Raw and SmackDown and defend the title well, and have these open challenges and stuff like that. Yes. So I, uh, I, t- I totally agree. It's good for the NXT brand. I think it's good. It's a, it's a great move for Becky Lynch. Um, but I think that crossover, it works both ways, right? I was really shocked that our guy Dominic Mysterio lost. That but was shocking. But I'm, I'm even shocked that he lost shocked, a trick. Though. But really shocked that he lost at no mercy, frankly. It would it seemed to me that the logic would have been have Dom go over and have Trick take the belt from him on Raw tomorrow night, you know, or tonight, you know, like whatever. Like let's let's put it in front of the biggest audience possible. No, we're doing it this way. And what Dom does is he and he and um Lynch bring eyes to the NXT product and they can put they can do big things on the show, like right. have a world title match where Ilja Dragonoff um goes over Carmelo Hayes and and has a freaking another match of the year candidate uh, that is just sick. I mean, yeah. and and now everybody can talk about that and say, who the hell are these guys? Wow, look at these amazing wrestlers. Dragunov is the best, is just the best. He and Carmelo found a new level of chemistry. I mean, I love watching those two guys in the ring together. That might be, by the way, the pairing. Every time we see, you know, there's a big feud in, in in NXT, we're like, these guys be wrestling each other on the main roster someday at WrestleMania or whatever. Like, this might be the pairing. This yeah. might be the best one. You can imagine how they got, you know, they were so good. I love Man. everything that Dragunov does. He always goes in these matches det- determined to kill himself. In this match, <laughs> he was just as murderous, but at least he was taking out his, you know, killing tendencies on his opponent. His finisher, off the, when he did the, av- the top rope thing, I mean, it's like, this is like when you're a kid and you're we realize wrestling's fake and you start joking to your friends just like why don't you just jump off the top rope and hit your opponent in the, in the head with your knees like just do, you know like, <laughs> like do what something that would hurt the most right yeah. <laughs> yeah he just goes full body like elbow to the face off the top and it just looks so good i don't know i mean he's we i think we both called that one but it I'll was you, yeah, that I was think, the ride man i think we both called it um i just think overall no Mercy felt real takeoverish for the first time in a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Like it really felt like a big show. Um, the match quality lived up to it all. Uh, you mentioned Trick Williams and that surprising win, but you know, I love a good, long, drawn out story. But boy, do I love when somebody's striking when the iron's hot and that whooped that trick and entrance and the story going on with Carmelo and Trick right now is intriguing as hell. You mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, Ilya and Carmelo possibly being that those two people that you see face off in the main roster. And that might be true. But boy, am I not intrigued by a possibility of Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, you know, carrying NXT for the next rest of the year or the next yeah. six months with this blood rivalry that seems to be possibly brewing between the two. Um NXT, man, I, I can't say enough about how good that show has become. Uh, they were definitely went through some some trying times, I would say, about two years ago. Oh, yeah. But boy, they have, they've taken everything that I loved about the black and gold era, sprinkled a little bit of more sports entertainment into it. And on top of that, you're not getting matches with guys who've, you know, no disrespect to the black and gold era. You're not getting matched with guys that you've seen on YouTube before or with guys that, you know, you have to have like an internet street credibility to know who they are. These are 
brand new faces, brand new people that you're getting to learn with. And they're learning themselves and they're all young. And man, could you want anything better for your quote unquote developmental third brand in your company? You know, like you've got a whole roster full of people between Stratton, Dragunov, Trick, Mello, all Braun Breaker. I mean, that was a crazy match as well. With, oh, with yeah. Baron Corbin. Uh, Baron, Cor- Baron Corbin got Baron a fresh can-, can-, can of paint on him now and looks good. Yep. Like, it's just, that is, they are clicking right now. Like, no, Dar would, versus Bo- Butch was a oh sick God, match. Love bro. that. The tag would, match had some fun moments. Uh, what else? I would argue that NXT is more entertaining than SmackDown right now. Like if what? I had to, if I had the right yes I, I NXT think, does not have the greatest of all time John Cena on it John Cena is great I love me some Cena don't mistake that but you know I think without the Tribal Chief and without mm-hmm. you know uh, 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 without Jay as Uso. much as as much as I love Jimmy pretending he's the Tribal Chief I do think we're kind of in the epilogue of the Bloodline story right now and it's not as the most important thing happening in the world as it was maybe two or three months ago. I think from from bell to bell, NXT, if I had to rank them, I think it's raw NXT SmackDown right now. Like they have, they have stepped it up tremendously in the past four months. And, um, you know, I hope this is the end of Dominic Mysterio in NXT. I hope he's still kind of I hope he's around and tries to run it back. Maybe he has. Well, he's got to be. He's got to do something about this, right? I mean, are they just gonna? He's not just gonna walk away from the North American title. I would hope not. I would hope. And maybe he gets. Maybe he gets moved up too. Dominic. Oh, true. Yeah. No, no, Dominic. I mean, maybe Dominic gets. I mean, after that match, I mean, he's got. You know, he Dragon Lee now. They got. They've got a lot left to resolve over there. But but in a in a vacuum, though. After you've seen Dominic's past couple of months, if he if you told me Dominic was going to lose a North American title, I'd be like, "Oh, they're going to give him the IC title." Mm, okay, I see. I see. You know, I mean, I, that would be one of the wildest that just conveyances of the belt from Gunther to Dominic Mysterio. But uh, I mean, Dominic Mysterio they, beating Gunther would melt melt people's minds, and I would love to see it, Loki. Gunther just actually like just walk off to like storms off to make you think that he's like real life pissed. <laughs> oh man, that could be really big. That could be big. I think um, I, they got something special with Dominic. I feel like anything he does with somebody is gonna be special. Like the same effect he had in NXT when he won the title, and people were like, oh my god, how could you? Wesley was so great. Da, 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 da. Could you imagine him going over Gunther? <laughs> could you imagine the heat he would gain for that? That it would uh, be so amazing, ridiculous. It would ridiculous. be so. Oh, Who do you think was the big winner from No Mercy? Is, is it Tiffany Stratton? Is it Dragonoff? Is it Trick? It's a toss up to me between Dragonoff and Trick. Um, yeah. I think Tiffany. I think Tiffany's at the tiffy top already, man. Like I think she's already she's she's she is she's got it. Like she is, she has potential to be like the Charlotte Flair of her era, where it's mm-hmm. just like, yep, you're you are the ace, and we got to find some dance partners for you for the next three or four years, and and that's that. Uh, but as far as winners for the night, Dragonoff looked so am- menacing, and you know. When somebody wins a world title and they're not like this Goliath of a human being, and you're still like, damn, I don't know who's going to beat this guy clean for the title. 
Yeah. You got a guy, man. And Dragunov is that dude. But Trick Williams, bro. And again, take nothing away from Carmelo Hayes also. He was awesome. Uh, it takes two to tango. And I think that was probably uh, arguably his best match of his career, in my opinion. Uh, but Trick Williams is on a ride right now. And yeah. the, the whoop that trick, his look, how over he is with the crowd, mm. the Booker T ad-libs. Hot take. He's in too good shape. He's in, he's he's in that too good shape category that it, if your gimmick is not that I'm the narcissist, then yeah. it's distracting to me. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, let's go. No, let's, that's let's, that's fine. that's the wild thing about it, right? He's still he's he's you would think he'd be being the cocky heel would be like the go to, but he's so charismatic. Yeah, like people love that dude, and he could talk, and he's just funny, like like genuinely funny, and you know. He low-key might have more potential than Carmelo Hayes. Oh, don't you. That's the wild part. Like, Carmelo has been the man on NXT since he's he's walked in the door. He's been given the ball. That's a shameful take, even if if it's right. Even if it's it's great. We shouldn't say those things out loud. There's a possibility we can look back at the WWE roster in five years and be like, damn. Trick was the Shawn Michaels this whole time. <laughs> there's a possibility. It's a, there's a it's it's there's a world where that can happen. Sure, it's sure, not, there's a world. It's not completely out the realm of possibility. Even though I love Melo, and I think Melo is probably one of the five best workers. Carmelo Hayes sending really <laughs> problematic Facebook posts from his trailer somewhere. <laughs> He, sh- he, sh- he shares a he shares a link from Amazon or something oh, man. <laughs> on his Instagram stories. It's like, no. yeah, nah, Bella, we're not doing this. No Absolutely more. not. Carmelo uh, is gonna. I think of everybody in NXT right now, including Dragonoff, including Breaker. I think that Carmelo's got the straightest line to oh, yeah. WrestleMania main event. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's got the. Although uh, if you if you, if your job was I have to book somebody if it was like you know February and it's like shit we got to book one of these NXT guys in the main event it might be easier to book Breaker or even Dragonoff because you can just go foreign heel or something you know with them you know but but I'm just saying I think Mel- Carmelo's I mean I think when he pops up on the main roster I think it's gonna be just just all systems go I mean yeah, I, people are gonna freaking love him but you're tricks, right I mean you're right got trick that is, thing that Melo don't got though man. Trick's got that thing that Melo don't got as great as Melo is. Six foot tall bone structure. He's like six, what you- <laughs> he's tall, and he's got a catchy ass entrance. Like he that knows. is a that is a main roster entrance, bro. Like by the time he 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 shows up on Raw SmackDown, and they're doing the whoop that trick. Yeah, whoop like in the same vein as Jay Uso doing the the bouncing with the with the crowd. Yeah. Like it's gonna be just as over. And man, a lot of times that's half the battle, bro. He he might be. He might be in a better position than Melo when it comes to main roster status if, if we go back in a year or two. But we'll see, man. We will see. I mean, uh, now I can't believe I have to watch that. But yes, you're that. That's, <laughs> yes. that's going to be absolutely. Because now, I'm going to be thinking about this year. all the time. Damn right. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, and that's an interesting story to tell now, right? Like, Trick has the title. Melo doesn't. If Trick goes on a run right now, and, you know, has a, a string of incredible matches, becomes a fighting NXT champion. The jealousy grows from Carmelo Hayes, all that type of stuff. Like, there's definitely a trajectory where we're looking at Trick and Melo and be like, damn, all right, well, maybe Trick is the guy. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe Trick's been the guy this entire yeah, time. So. And we just right. weren't paying attention. But we'll, no. we'll call we'll call Carmelo and let him know that you said that. <laughs> I'll tell him myself. <laughs> uh, big shouts to Dragon Lee for his part in that match, uh, and also for wearing. He just really we wore the refs jer- the refs shirt in the most just sort of I don't know <laughs> tasteful way possible. We had the black and white mask on to go with it too. Uh, I, I I really appreciate Dave. That you got to coordinate. You got to coordinate. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Coordinate. Shout out Dragon Lee, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, big things in store for him yet. I mean, for, for him too. All right, if you okay, if you gonna, if you're gonna see her, and we might, if you're gonna say it, might be trick over Carmelo. Um, how are you ranking Dirty Dom and Dragon Lee in this in this whole thing too? As far as next, like like who's gonna end? yeah, who's gonna who's gonna be who's oh, gonna I'll be the biggest anybody. I, I don't think anybody has a, a higher trajectory than Don Mysterio right now. Anybody. Like, <laughs> you thought my trick, mel- my trick mellow take was blasphemous. You think Dom's, the, Dom's got the, the biggest rocket? Let me tell you something. That sounded terrible, but go on. Hey, man. yo! <laughs> hey, yo! Um, <laughs> wow. Pause. Uh, there's a world where I looked at Dragon Lee and Dominic Mysterio, and I closed one eye and I squinted mm. a little bit, and I'm like, Halloween Havoc, 1996, mm-hmm. Ray Eddie. I'm like, you don't think eventually, you don't think those two guys were highly inspired by that match? You don't think those two guys could go out and eventually? And again, I'm not saying Dom Mysterio is the next Eddie Guerrero. I'm definitely not saying that. But if you're talking about at peaks of when these guys were hated, I hate to break it to a lot of traditionalists and people who watch and study wrestling for a living and all this type of stuff. I don't think any Guerrero was ever as hated as Don Mysterio is hated right now. Even when Eddie Guerrero was a heel, even when Eddie Guerrero was a heel, it was... Oh, that's just Eddie being Eddie. You know what I mean? Like, like Dom can't get a word in when he's cutting promos. Like, he is a heat magnet. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it Dragon is Lee, And Dragon Lee is, I mean, I, I feel like I don't know how many episodes we've done of this show together, but we have been looking for, like, the, the Latino heir apparent to Rey Mysterio, I think, for the past, like, five, six, seven, maybe ten years now. Yep. And, you know, uh, Dragon Lee is next in line. And it's almost like, <laughs> it's almost like, remember the time where everybody was calling, like, any 6'6 guy with with Ups Baby Jordan <laughs> in the NBA? Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. they just kept trying to find a new Baby Jordan. And it was just like uh, Ryder. Uh, Harold Miner, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, even Penny got it for a little bit. It just never really seemed to work out. That's kind of, that's kind of the same thing. Like, maybe Dragon Lee could be the Kobe to raise MJ. Maybe. And, you know, the way Dom is hated right now, I think that trajectory of being just a, a, a person that people can't wait to see get their ass kicked. Yeah. Is always a higher trajectory than your big baby face, your 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 guy with the internet street credibility, yeah. all those type of stuff. When people will pay good hard money to see you get your ass kicked. That is a spot that 
You never lose as long as people. It's either look at, getting look at your Mayweather. ass kicked or or making the save while someone's yeah. getting their ass kicked. This is what brings us full circle. When you're saving two cold Scorpio as we're beating, <laughs> we, <laughs> beating him up. Two cold Scorpio is not the guy with that Don Mysterio heat. People want want to see him get saved. They want to see him um, get saved. So Adam Copeland's in AEW. We'll have more to say about that probably sooner rather than later. So watch this space. But uh. Um, oh, that's, a, that's, that's an interesting it. thing to say, dude, dude. That's interesting. That is interesting. Well, wait till the end for the interesting part. Ah, you know. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not over-promising anything. No. Nah. Uh, yeah, pay attention. <laughs> um, I think that's it, man. We don't really have any other like news outside of that. Do you want to get your plugs in? Yeah, man. Say Less is back. Uh, catch it everywhere you listen to podcasts. Count it. Points bet fanatics. NBA season kicks off this week. Media day, training camp, all that type of stuff. All the hoops news you need to know. Follow your boy on all social media accounts. And um, man, catch me on new episodes of The Ultimate Show on Peacock uh, coming up. I think we got one coming up for Survivor Series very, very soon. Should be very, very fun. Uh, but until then, catch all the old episodes on Peacock right now. But that's it. I, for- I forgot to say the big news this week outside the ring is that Kayfabe is officially in the Merriam-Webster dictionary now. Oh, just 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 in time for Kayfabe to be dead. They got it into the dictionary. <laughs> this would have been the biggest moment if this had happened. You know, ten years ago, I would have been like parading around on the streets trying to take credit for it. Yeah, you know, like nah. whatever. This is the coolest thing that ever happened. And it's cool that it's in there because now. Um, I mean, I'm probably going to lose a lot of work now that I think about it. I won't have to go do like talking head, se- head segments explaining kayfabe to cameras. They can just put the Merriam-Webster definition up on the... God damn it. I totally forgot about this. Okay, hilarious. Well, hilarious. Well, you got to break down the definition. Huh? No, they can just put it on the screen like but, bad documentary style. Just like Merriam-Webster defines kayfabe. It's all the Undertaker's fault. Once the Undertaker started doing one-man shows, it was like, it's over, guys. It's all over. As always, we can blame The Undertaker. Anyway, (laughs) thank you guys for listening. Be sure to listen to all of the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed, Wednesday Worldwide, Cheap Pete, The Masked Man Show, and the occasional other thing that we put up there, wink, wink. Um, You can also find me on the press box and here. Thank you to Brian H. Waters for producing this episode. Thanks to Kaz, as always. Apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here on Thursday, Humanoids. Peace. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.